0: This is a stick-up. Mister, put down that gun. Shut up. Now, come on. Your money or your life?
1: <laughs>
0: Look, bud. I said your money
1: or your life. I'm thinking it over. Let me tell you how it will be. There's one for you, 19 for me.
2: And when I say real regular scheduled maintenance, not dealer fantasy. Not, you know, not what the guy needs to sell in order to make his lawn chair payments. The car doctor. This is like they never put up the traffic light until somebody has an accident at the intersection. I still look at it and still say that we're going to go for 30,000 mile oil changes and maybe 50,000 mile oil changes until cars start breaking to the point that people aren't doing the maintenance on them. Hey, it's time to start your engines. Ron and, Andy and the car doctor here. You know, with spring right around the corner, actually we're into spring. We thought we'd lead off the top of the hour with a great conversation about getting that car ready for primer and paint. We talk a lot about the mechanical side of the car, and we forget about well, the cosmetics, the paint, the trim, taking care of it and maintaining it. And what happens when you're maybe you know into a weekend restoration, doing some paint work or other things around or under the car? How do you go about it? We've been talking lately about the 3M AccuSpray spray gun system. Well, I've reached out to an expert on it who is going to join us here, Andy Boyd. He's from 3M. He is uh, in their paint booth solutions division, and Andy's going to talk to us about the 3M Acu Spray system itself. Andy, welcome to The Car Doctor, sir. Thanks for taking the time today. Hey,
3: of course, Ron. Thanks for having me. Um,
2: you know, I talk about the 3M Acu Spray spray gun system, and, you know, I have my own take on the benefit of the Acu Spray gun versus a traditional metal gun. And I'd like to hear your take on it. You know, can that system be used with an old gun and why or why not?
3: The Acu Spray system is purely built on taking the pain out of painting. You know, I've, I've talked to hundreds of painters over the course of the last eight years have been a part of this uh, adventure. I'll call it with 3M. And the number one thing that that, that painters and i don 't care if you 're around in, in your situation where, where you're you're a hobbyist or you 're an enthusiast or, or you 're working in a body shop uh, the, you know is it that 's your profession or, or you 're an industrial manufacturing facility cleaning and maintaining equipment is always painful and and so you know to answer your question i mean yes uh, Acu, the AccuSpray system is really intended um, to take the cleaning and the maintenance out and we utilize a replaceable atomizing head and we offer them in five different sizes so you know, if you're spraying something that's really, really heavy, we've got a 2.0 millimeter that's uh, it's, uh, red in color, and we, we denote the different sizes by color, but you can go from 2.0 down to 1.8 if you're spraying primer in your situation. If you're doing a restoration, you know, primer, we got a 1.4 for sealer. We've got a 1.3 for, for base coat or clear coat and a 1.2 even, um, again, if that's your preference. But uh, from start to finish, it's just a replaceable atomizing head on one gun platform, and it uh, doesn't make it any easier. But we still give you the 3M quality um, that that uh, the name 3M stands behind and gets you a professional finish without the pain. So.
2: So, so when I was, and the listeners are all familiar with this, I, I recently restored a two-door 55 Chevy. Yep. And you know, I would I would, you know, this today I painted, you know, I did chassis black on the frame and then I did, you know, the black on the floor pan and then we did the body color and then we did trim for the dash. You know, it was a pain in the neck, Andy. You know, first I'm spraying this, then I'm spraying that. I got to clean the gun, I got to prep the gun, I got to set up the gun, I got to adjust for spray. What what you're telling me is the Accu spray is I'm spraying this, use this. I'm I'm spraying that, use that and it's just making the steps simpler?
3: Completely. That's exactly what I'm telling you. So, you know, instead of having to have multiple guns, and that's typically what you have, I mean, very rarely do, you, you know, you're going to. I have three. What, what, exactly. So what people see is the paint. You know, you, you, go, through, you go through the challenge of, of, of putting all the pieces of the puzzle together, and, of course, you, you put the paint on it. That's what people see. So it's important for, obviously, for you to get a high-quality finish, and that being the case you know, you can get contamination from from coating to coating. So primer to sealer to base to clear. So, of course, that's why you have three. So, you know, what we said is, well, why do you have to have multiple spray guns to spray multiple coatings? Why can't you utilize just a replaceable, right, just a replaceable component that, that allows you to, to move from coating to coating without that contamination? So... From start to finish, there's, you, you, you just use the platform. So it's, it's a frame, and we use a composite body, and the whole idea there is to make it light and weight and eliminate the parts. So I bet you found, Ron, you probably found that when you get done spraying, it's paint, right? Paint's never clean. So you probably take that spray gun apart, and you find that there are multiple components inside
1: that oh,
2: you're yeah. cleaning out. Oh, yeah. And, it, you know, and, and the time, and you know what the worst part about cleaning the gun, Andy? Is you get done cleaning the gun, Oh, I forgot to paint that one, and then you got to load the gun again, and you got to start all over again. It's a the nightmare. Worst. It's an absolute the nightmare. The
3: worst. And that's and that's kind of that's the design of the the Acu Spray gun, and it works with what we call the paint preparation system. So this is something we invented 15 years ago, where it's literally a baby bottle for paint cups, right? So, in your situation, just like you were talking about, like oh, you know, shoot, I got to touch something up, or I forgot to mix a color, or I want to shoot a stripe, something very very small. Well, now you got to set the whole gun up. You got to get the cup, your metal cup dirty or your plastic cup dirty. You got to get cleaning solvents, right? And and then what do you do with them when you're done?
2: Well, yeah, it's another thing to dispose of. It's another thing. It's 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 like you're you're constantly. You sometimes I I felt like I was spending more time prepping and setting the gun up than actually painting. Painting was the fastest part. It was it was the rest of it that was the nightmare.
3: You and everybody else—I mean, it's so different from what we hear—not only in, in 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 body shops, but especially for folks like yourself, where, and and you don't you, you know you don't do it for you don't want to invest thousands and thousands of dollars into spray equipment that that's not that's not you just you know you might do a couple of projects right. and even if you're somebody that does, you're an avid enthusiast that does multiple projects a year, you still have to keep track of and, and keep clean. You gotta you gotta clean the equipment and you find a lot of parts. So you know, the AccuSpray is really born out of Hey, make it into one piece, the body of the spray gun into one piece. Make it composite so it's nice and lightweight. Allow people the versatility to be able to spray anything from a heavy build primer or a latex paint or even gel coat, if you're touching up the boat, all the way down to a fine, 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 very fine, high quality finish that you'll find in a premium metal gun. But allow you to do it for a couple bucks, you know, with these replaceable tips or a couple, you know, 5 $6. And, um, and then the, the cup. I mean, so you go go back to like having to do a touch-up. You know, there's just a disposable liner that goes inside this cup, and so you can have multiple different liners if you got a couple of different jobs you're working on. You know, maybe you're you working on the car, the wife's got you in the, working on the kitchen cabinets. It, you can whatever you're spraying, you can keep in these in these disposable liners, and obviously you don't have to clean anything out. You can just change out the tips. One, literally, that's the whole point of you know, we call it AccuSpray One with PPA. It's one system. It's one gun that allows you to do virtually anything that you want to do outside of spraying something like an undercoating. You're going to need a little bit more power, but we've also got a pressurized version of the gun for those applications. But 90, 95% of the hobbyist, enthusiast, uh, you know, applications out there from primer to paint, you can use this one system, not have to deal with the pain of cleaning and maintenance. Uh, I shouldn't say not at all. Yeah, I mean, you have to wipe the fluid tip, and you can clean the tips out too. So, I mean, they're see-through from that standpoint. We, we made them all transparent. They're different colors, tinted different colors. But... You want to clean them out and reuse them, you're talking an ounce, ounce and a half of cleaner. And, uh,
2: right. and that's, well, all, that's it. All and right, and, can... and look at the savings in, in, in oh. material. It's, it's, it's already, I can tell, it's staggering. For those of you just tuning in, we're talking to Andy Boyd. He's from 3M and their paint booth solutions. We're talking about the uh, 3M AccuSpray spray gun system. Andy, the, the cups and the liners, yep. um, anything else unique about them the listeners need to know?
3: Yeah. Well, you know, so it's not just about the cleaning. Right, so I mean, it's it, you mentioned material, right, and that's important too. Paint, paint's not cheap.
2: So, no, not at all.
3: You, you know, paint. So the three things that we really looked at with PPS is material, cleaning solvents, and labor. So the amount of time that it takes you to, to like you said, you prep. It seems like you're you're spending more time prepping and cleaning, right, getting stuff right than you are actually painting. So we try to take the pain out of that with with the PPS cup. So we offer five different sizes. So we've got a 3-ounce, 6-ounce, 13-and-a-half-ounce, 22-and-a-28-ounce. So no matter the size of the job, you can use this system. It's got mixed ratio inserts. So basically you can turn your disposable cup into a mixing cup. So you don't need a mixing cup. And what we see there is, is every time you're using a mixing cup to catalyze or reduce, you're leaving paint on that mixing cup, and if an ounce of paint's is $4, bucks, right. it's in the garbage. Oh, sure. Same with filters. And, and the other thing is quality in the paint job. We've talked about that. So the filters, you know, your filters, literally there are mesh filters that are built right into the, the the top the lid of the system so you don't need a paper or a cone filter and you're making sure that you're getting the best quality filtration in line and then of course you can spray in any direction this is one of the things that folks love the most and probably you've, you've found through you know if you've used it before it's a, it's a vacuum type of system so the liner allows you it, you suck all the air out of it and, and the liner allow you obviously to spray in any direction and folks really love that especially if you're spraying something off the car or if you're spraying a rocker or a wheel well or something like this, it's very, very, very simple, very, very um, easy to be able to get into nooks and cranes. And, of course, when you're done, we've got sealing plugs, we call them. Basically, you can plug it up, and you can temporarily, you know, seal and protect any coatings that are not, not in use. And so if you have to come back to it, um, you know it's going to be sealed up. It's going to be protected. So it's kind of an all-in-one cup system, you know, and we adjoined joined it to an kind of an all-in-one spray gun system to, to bring bring the the whole concept of life.
2: So if you're, you know, if you're if you're doing a a, a bigger project, let's say you're talking about spraying kitchen cabinets, you're spraying yep. the kitchen cabinets and, you know, you've got your material in the cup and you you put a first coat on, put a plug in the end, go to lunch, come back, spray again. You're 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 not constantly cleaning up and reloading the gun. It's all just a matter of just putting the cap on, coming back and you're ready to go.
3: Say so you wanted to prime the hood on the car before you went to lunch, you prime the hood on the car. Obviously the primer primer you wouldn't be saving but you come back and you want to spray the kitchen cabinets you use the same gun use a different cup a different liner and and then you know you could you could put put a coat of lacquer on the cabinets and then you know obviously the primer is good to go on the car you want to put the sealer on go ahead and switch right back i mean you can bounce between projects um hey yeah it's uh it's pretty much you anything you want to do you you can do it and and you can get the professional quality that that the three M brand
2: stands behind plug it, plug and play. Well, you guys That's are the, you guys are the Cadillac of the industry. Um, uh, real quick, Andy, wh- what comes in the kit for the listeners? What do they yep. What do they get when they get when they get one? Yeah,
3: yeah. So we we put this all in one kit together. At, uh it's uh, it's a Spray AcuSpray One spray gun. So you you see, there's a, a picture of it. I'll give you the website here in a minute. You can go there and check it out. We've got videos that just teach you step by step how to how to set it up and use it. It's very very simple. Um, but it comes with a gun, gets you an airflow control valve. So this is an HVLP spray gun. So what that means is low overspray, right? So we're spraying everything at the air cap at 10 PSI. And the whole idea there is, is we want more paint on your, on your substrate than we do up in the, up right. in your lungs, right? right. So, sure. um, it comes with an airflow control valve. So you can make sure that you're at the right pressure, not at the wall, but on the gun, um, or off the right, re- off the, uh, compressor, you know, make sure you're exactly right pressure at the, at the, uh, at the spray gun. One of each... Uh, one of four atomizing, so the Aqualuma atomizing heads are tips. They're actually the replaceable tips that go on the spray gun. So there's a 1.2, a 1.3, which are typically base coat, clear coat for an automotive application. Um, if you're doing anything with cabinetry or wood, you're talking stain or varnish, low viscosity coatings, where you're looking for a very fine finish, 1.2, 1.3. The 1.4 uh, millimeter for an automotive application would be like a single stage or um, or a sealer. Um, and then the 1.8 most commonly um, synonymous with, with a primer or a, a heavier-bodied uh, um, uh, paint, um, latex. It'll, it'll spray latex in smaller applications, but you know from low viscosity to high viscosity. So you have 1, 2, 1, 3, 1, 4, 1, 8. And then it gets you a cup and a collar, and that's the shell that you reuse over and over as far as a cup is concerned. And then you put the disposable liners, and there's five of those disposable liners, as well as some of those sealing plugs that we were talking about to seal and protect those coatings when they're not being used. And, um, and a quick start guide.
2: Cool. Cool. Real quick, Andy, where can the listeners get more information? We're running out yeah. of time. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, so anything, all things 3M, car-related, um, uh, collision repair, refinish. We, we've got a website. called uh, 3M Collision. So it's just one, one, uh, one word, www.3mcollision, C-O-L-L-I-S-I-O-N.com. And if you put a forward slash in there, and you type in AccuSpray system, it'll take you to our home page or our landing page for this exact kit. And that's where we got these videos, um, these how to videos, a bank of videos on the right hand side of the page. And you can get more information and see the product assortments. We also got small packaging quantities. So if you want to buy just one or you want to buy just a couple, um, you can do that. You don't have to buy a whole bunch of everything. So. Right.
2: Hey, Andy, I want to thank you, man. You, you you really laid it out in clear, concise English, and uh, I, I, you helped me. I'm sure you helped the listeners. You helped me. So um, I got a better understanding of the system myself, and uh, I appreciate all that you guys do for us.
3: Hey, it's just a pleasure to be able to share our story. It's mm-hmm. a, it's another great, new, innovative, different way of thinking brought to life uh, by uh, yeah. 3M, so uh, thanks uh, uh, a
2: lot. You know what? It's what we've come to expect from 3M over the years. Um, you guys you guys are the champs. So Andy, I appreciate you a, that, Ron. You have a good rest of the day, sir, and we'll talk again real soon. All right. Take good Sounds care. good. Yes, sir. I'm Ron and in and The Car Doctor. We are back right after this. Hey, welcome back. Ron and in The Car Doctor. Once again, thank you to Andy Boyd and the folks over at 3M. We appreciate them taking the time and having that conversation today about, well, I tell you what, that AccuSpray spray gun system just sounds, you know, it's intriguing. It seems like they're on top of the sword there. It's just uh, I'm looking forward to getting one in my hands and I can... Uh, we can we can paint the studio Tom oh forget the studio Tony's not here today we can paint Tony we can paint Tony so Tony would like that I'll um, hold him you spray him yeah well it's gonna need a lot of paint he's a big guy so but um, anyway um, a couple of things near dear to the heart been thinking about it lately someone said to me during the week so and we were talking about you know the radio should have been on the air 26 years and you know who's your audience and you know the conversation I was having with, with was with a New York City radio legend, uh, a gentleman who shall remain nameless. That um, in my mind is he's a legacy guy. And I and I turned to him and I said, "So what's your legacy going to be? And have you done enough to help radio ensure that it'll continue for another twenty or twenty-five years?" And I really got him thinking. And he said, "Well, what have you done to ensure that kids are going to understand cars?" And he, you know, he kind of put. I put him on the spot, and he kind of put me on the spot. And you know, I think about it a lot. And you know, have I done enough to ensure kids are going to understand cars, and do I have enough kids listening to this radio broadcast? So I'm looking for help. If you've got some suggestions on what's going to attract a 25-year-old or a 20-year-old to sit down and listen to, oh, my God, that thing in the corner called a radio, I'd like to hear about it. Send me an email, ron at cardoctorshow.com. What sort of topics you know, do they want to hear? What do they want to know? You know, Other than pushing buttons and driving a car, there's got to be a hot spot that will intrigue their interest. I, I, I think a lot of it is money. All right, I think, I think understanding what car repair costs and why it's so expensive, I think that's part of the puzzle. Uh, recent article came to me from my friend Dave Motorworks West over in Wyckoff, my BMW guru. Uh, AAA study, third of U.S. owners can't afford surprise auto repairs. From Mark Grandstaff, this is from USA Today, last week. Nearly one in three American motorists cannot pay for vehicle repairs without taking on debt, according to a new study from AAA. The study estimates 64 million drivers could not pay out-of-pocket for an average repair bill of five to six hundred dollars is is you know and right away i thought of the younger generation they don't have that 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 five six hundred dollars floating around extra money and maybe that's part of what i have to do with you know this radio show in the sense that i've got to help them understand the need to put money away the article then goes on to talk about putting money away every month fifty dollars a month i think it's more i think it's 125 a month but in any event, maybe that's what we've got to do to kind of attract that younger audience and help them out. So something to talk about in the future. But I look forward to your comments. I'm Ron Naney in the car doctor. I'll be back right after this. Welcome back. Ron and a, The Car Doctor. By the way, the phone number, in case you're wondering, is 855-560-9900. It is 24-7. You can call 855-560-9900. Leave a message, and our producer will call you back and get you in the lineup for the next live show. We are live on the network Saturday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you're podcasting or taking this by other means in whatever part of the world or country that you're in, because I'm getting emails from all over the place. We have a listener in Tanzania, Australia, I think it was. Um, he sent me a picture of his Ford Holden. As a matter of fact, i got to get back on Facebook and answer his question about scavenging and exhaust. I haven't had time to do that. But, uh, Tom, it's just like the car Doctor nation is all over the place. It's a great thing, and you know what? You should have asked the guy to send us a pet kangaroo. What would we do with it? Keep it in the studio?
3: Well, I don't know, Lucy, the uh, you know the studio uh, mascot here. I mean, keep her busy during the show. Yeah,
2: that's what I need. I need Lucy and a kangaroo running around the studio all day long. That'll go over really well. Holy cow, Lucy'll get in the pouch, and the two of them will hop away. I could see it coming. Let's get uh, let's get over and open the phones. Let's go to uh, Ken in Hawaii this segment and talk to him about his two thousand one Toyota Tacoma. Ken, welcome to the Car Doctor, sir. How can I help?
0: Good morning. Yes, sir. Aloha from Maui. Oh, yes, uh, sir. Hi. Like I said. I have a 2,000-month Tacoma 4x4, roughly 187,000 miles. Just broken in. Yeah, exactly. When I come to the stop and I lay off on the brakes, it feels like the brakes are either locking up or binding. Okay. Or something is. I'm not sure it's the brakes. I called the local transmission shop. They said it does not sound like the transmission. It sounds like the brakes. I called an automotive shop. They said it does not sound like the transmission. It sounds like the brakes. So a friend and I, we rebuilt the front. We did replace the hoses, the calipers, the rotors, and the pads. Let the brakes, still the same problem.
2: Okay, so let me ask you this. Can you duplicate this every time you come to a stop?
0: No. Sometimes when I come to a slow stop, it does not happen. It seems like the heart of the stop, it happens.
2: Now, is it is it that something, you, it's physically locked up, or does it feel like the brake pedal is buzzing and rattling?
0: The brake pedal is not buzzing and rattling. It feels like it's either locking up or binding, something oh. in there okay. binding or locking up. Okay.
2: So, when it when it's doing this binding or rattle or this binding or locking up, have you tried putting it in neutral? Yes. Does the truck continue to slow down and stop?
0: No. And it does not bind up or lock when I put it in neutral when I come to a stop let off on the brake pedal.
2: Wait wait a minute. So y- you're pulling up to a stop sign, and well, how do you know that it's it, it it's locking up? That doesn't well, make any that doesn't make, any. that doesn't make any sense means. to me yet. It
0: doesn't make sense to me either.
2: Well, no, I'm. I'm just saying, what's what's the sensation you're getting? If you're, you're pulling up to a stop sign, you're braking, the truck's slowing down anyway. How do you know the? Tr- what 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 gives you the impression that the truck is locked up?
0: When I let up on the brake pedal, I get a. Uh, it's like something's bound up or locked. But I let let off on the brake pedal.
2: Is it when you let off on the brake pedal, there's a noise from the truck somewhere, like something is wound up and releasing?
0: It sounds more like mechanical than a noise. There's very little noise, more of a mechanical, more of a, a jarring, maybe, feeling to it.
2: But it's intermittent. It can't be, yes. du- it can't be duplicated.
0: On a hard stop, I, not every time, no.
2: Okay. Let me ask you this. Have you tried doing it on four jack stands? Put the car and drive, no. drive it 30 miles an hour, then lock up the brakes hard. Because no, I have not. Because what I'd like to try and do is get it to the point where it's locked, and can you spin the wheels? It's as simple as that. Will the uh-huh. wheels move? With your foot off the brake, will the wheels move? Uh-huh. When you when you go to pull away from the stop sign and maybe I don't understand the sensation yet but when you go to wait, when you go to pull away from the stop sign is it is it that you feel like the truck is dragging like the brake is still applied?
0: No, no I just want to let on the brake pedal and it, it feels like something's bound up or binding or locked up and it's lets loose and then the truck is fine.
2: So it's it sounds, it's, so what you're describing is you're telling me it feels like the truck is, slow to release the brake yes okay so okay what if we find a nice quiet stretch of road and and listen to the whole sentence all right what if we find a nice quiet stretch of road and understand the danger here because watch what i'm going to tell you all right and get the truck rolling at 30 miles an hour put it in neutral brake hard what happens I have to find out. Right. What happens? Is it a four-wheel drive? Yes, it is. What if you put the transfer case in neutral and roll? What happens? It's... Because then at that point you've disconnected, you've disengaged the driveline. What I'm, what I'm thinking about in the back of my head is, and you said you did hoses and front brakes and calipers and all that, I'm wondering if the master cylinder itself is staying stuck on. I wonder if the master is dragging. Okay. And and what I'd like to do is get it to a point if you could duplicate this up in the air on a lift, on jack stands, whatever, to the point and if the wheels don't turn and the car is in neutral, all right, this is an automatic mm-hmm. or a stick? Automatic. Okay. I I'd, I'd be hard pressed to think it's in the trans. I think more likely in the possibly in the transfer case, but I think more likely in the brakes. Uh, you know, if, he, if we were to unbolt the master from the booster uh-huh. and pull it forward a little bit, you don't have to take it all the way off, just pull it forward a little bit. Does that release, is the push rod stuck into the, you know, is the push rod into the piston deeper? Is it stuck in there? Do we possibly have a bad brake booster? Do we possibly have a master cylinder that's stuck in the apply position? Okay. If you pop the master forward off the booster... It should release pressure if the master's stuck on. Now the question is, why is the master being applied when your foot's off the brake? Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um, you could go through the pain of trying to, re- again, replicating this if it's not consistent becomes the chore. But then mm-hmm. once we replicate it, can you also, if you, if you crack one of the bleeders coming o- uh, not the bleeders, the lines coming off the master for each wheel, Left front, right front, whatever. Does 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 cracking a line release pressure on the system? Is it truly holding pressure? All right.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, but I would start to think, you know, we gotta think outside the box here. All right. Let's Mm -hmm. let's 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 make it up. And you know, here's the real scary part. I mean, if it was me and I trust my driving and I was on a quiet back road, again you gotta think about this. I'd turn the car off. I'd roll along at twenty miles an hour in neutral car off. Now, understand, with the engine off, you're not going to have power brakes. You're not going to have them long. <laughs> okay?
1: Or power steering. Or
2: power steering, so it's, it's a little bit of a chore. Right. Maybe you could get this to happen at five miles an hour, five-mile roll, but I mean, okay. I want I want a deserted parking lot, something like the length of New Jersey, uh, you know, before I go and do this. You, you might run okay. out of space being in Hawaii. Um, but but the idea is, if the engine's not turning, if the trans isn't turning, now I'm down to it's it's a mechanical thing. All right, I'm just down to brakes. Brakes still function, except for the power brake portion, regardless of whether the engine's running or not. But I would hold that off until your very last failsafe. That's this is a that's a risky maneuver. All right, okay. Um, but I would I would definitely try to get this to act up on a lift or on a jack stand, and and you know, release the master. What happens? So okay, be careful here, kiddo. It. You're 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 in perilous territory. You want to go slow. Okay. All right. Would you, you would Aloha. you would you call us back next week? Let us know what happens. Yes, I will. All right. And by the way, what's the weather like today?
0: Uh, I woke up this morning, five o'clock. It was seventy degrees, and clear skies.
2: <sighs> you sure you, you now? Listen, you could petition your local radio station. We'll come out and do a remote. We just need a couple of tickets and a place to stay. So, all right. Deal. <laughs> I'll br- I'll bring my okay. toolbox. I'll fix the Toyota. How's that for a barter? So
0: deal.
2: <laughs> all right. Good luck to you, Ken. Let us know what happens. Thank you. Hello. All right, brother. You too. Eight five five Tom. You want to go to Hawaii? Uh, of course. Okay. So see, it's easy. Uh, you know, let's let's go to Hawaii. 855-560-9900. five six zero nine nine zero zero. We're coming right back after this. Don't go away. Hey, welcome back. One and the car doctor rolling along. Let's uh, go over to Rich in Floral Park, New York. 07 Toyota Camry. Rich, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help?
1: Hi, Dr. Nadine. Um mm-hmm. My son is near your shop, I'd say eight miles away. The Toyota was mitigated, or the the problem was mitigated. Water on the floor supposedly coming from the EVAP drain of the air conditioner. So apparently Toyota and his insurance, auto insurance, uh, paid. I don't know how they split the bill, but... It was fixed last year. Okay. Um, The problem is back. I haven't seen the car, but um, I was wondering if it makes sense to have your crew or you take a look at it and advise him how to go. Looking on the Internet, I see there's a problem with these cars, and there's a class action or at least one lawsuit. I don't know where that is, but um, apparently there's an environmental mess in the car from the evap dripping
2: right there's actually out of the
1: vehicle into the vehicle
2: there's there's and there's also get your hands on have you seen toyota bulletin uh
1: 0033-14 no oh, I,
2: I haven't if if you read this you'll sell the car um it, it talks about the the evaporator drain gets blocked by insect insect nests right and the, and they want you to put a chemical up inside the evaporator in the tube to help deter or prevent them from crawling up there Well,
1: my question then is, if there's a technical service bulletin out on this, why are they not advising the owners of the cars and doing whatever has to be done?
2: Because the bulletin doesn't make it a recall. Oh. A bulletin. So, you know, the life cycle of information generally as it comes from a manufacturer is there is, here, buy the car, good, you love the car, good, the check cleared, okay, let's go on. So then you have a problem. And if it's you know if if they sold ten thousand units and fifty people complain, it's handled internally at the dealership level. If a thousand people complain, it becomes an internal uh, recall, quietly just to make people happy and make it go away. If it becomes two thousand, it 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 becomes a bulletin where it's available for public knowledge. And here's what we think you may find in terms of resolving a problem and here's okay, how so they do based it.
1: upon the number of complaints right. it's uh, right. pushed it, up the food chain right. could you give me that uh bulletin number sure again? take
2: a take a look at TSB0033-14 0033-14
1: all
2: right came out april of 2014 and it talks about the the heating ventilation air conditioning the evaporator drain hose is clogged because of insects it's 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 pretty crazy stuff all right, and they've actually, and I believe there's actually a, there might be an updated version of this bulletin by now too. Um, right. I ran into this about about a year and a half ago, and they've got quite a few bulletins that talk about intermittent uh, odor. They want the evaporator changed. They want all sorts of little innuendos and things done to the vehicle as a result. I would tell you to take it back to Toyota only because they've started on it, and it's such a common problem. And I I always say it like this, Richard. I know how much you guys love me, but to to them I'm nobody. And it's, well, I, it's I understand it's,
1: that. But when you say they want the evaporator changed, that means what? Toyota. Toyota. Rec- they to- recommend it. Not, not change.
2: in not in this case. In some oh. of the, in some of the other bulletins, there's a, there's a couple of bulletins that also talk about intermittent smell. And, oh, I, and, okay. That's and, a different and, problem. Right. That's it. Well, is, is it a different problem or is it a you know it's Uh, Like, for instance, if you get your hands on, uh, there's a Toyota bulletin, or it's an internal memo, 0009-12, unpleasant odors from the dash vents, as I recall. It's a little bit older. It's been out there since about 2012, but they talk about changing the EVAP, and like you said, they've had a lot of problems with this generation, uh, Toyota, Camry, and so forth in terms of uh, smells and things like that. Do
1: you know if this extends going forward to the 2014 models?
2: No, I don't believe so. All right. I don't believe so. All right, sir. I mean, well, thank I, you very much. Could you
1: come by to your shop with us and have you look at it? Well, he could
2: call me. I, um, okay. uh, I'm about two and a half weeks out right now. But uh, like I said, I would tell you to take it to Toyota okay. and, and stay with that only because they've started on it. And, um, you know, it's going to be a wasted motion in dollars I to see. try and, you know, it's it's you're better off staying with them, especially if they're involved in this.
1: Right. They started um, the job. Now they should finish. It. Now they
2: should finish. it. So, OK, thank you right. very much. I'm here if you need me, Richard. Have hey, a good day. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. We're back right after this. Welcome back. Ronald Nanny of The Car Doctor, kind of winding things down this hour. It's been a busy hour. We've uh, talked to a bunch of people, talked to both ends of the country, talked to a couple of people in between, and uh, got to squeeze in a conversation with the folks at 3M. So uh, I'm very grateful to have been here. Um, but anyway, I just want to touch on one last thing. Uh, the AAA study, third of U.S. owners, I was I was continuing to read this. Motorists pay later for putting off vehicle maintenance. Now the article continues. As worn down parts increase the likelihood of costly roadside breakdowns, again, I go back to the younger audience. Do the kids today I don't know, I thought about breaking down I was well and I was faced with it. Maybe that's the lesson that everybody has to learn young and old, that they've got to break down on the side of the road. but then what do they do it's It's not that simple and and I think one of the things I'd like to try and address and I'm not sure how to do this. But that, that, that eternal conversation of, is your mechanic ripping you off? And and how do you know? And how do you know if you're being charged fairly? And how do you know if what they say you need, you really need? You know, I live in a bubble. I admit it. I live in a little bit of a bubble that, that you know, I, I work in a repair shop that and people walk in and they're amazed. The floors are clean. The place has got air conditioning. We've got tools. We've got lights. We've got lifts. And you say to yourself, well, isn't that common? And I... It's not evidently, evidently, you know, it's not the world that exists out there in a lot of places, and it it's it's going to change. It's going to have to change. I think cars are getting to the point that people will start to use them only as they need them, hence Uber. I was reading an article from one of our listeners in Chicago that wrote, he's got a pizza delivery service This fellow that the article was about, they've got a pizza delivery service in San Francisco, and when times are busy, they're using Uber Rush to deliver pizzas on a contracted basis. So you can see how automobiles are changing in the way, in the approach, in our use of transportation, and how will that change the way young people think, and how will that change how they approach it and continue to drive and operate vehicles, and that's what I want to get to. I want to get to that younger audience. But till then, I'm Ron in and and The Car Doctor. mechanics aren't expensive they're priceless see ya